It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On your Friday episode of Locked On Raptors, we are fantasy drafting the Eastern Conference's 15 teams with the help of the wonderful Tony East of Locked On Pacers and Pat, the designer of Locked On Bulls. It's a simple concept, really five rounds, five picks each. Whoever selects the teams who combine for the most regular season wins will win some sort of prize that I have yet to determine, but we're all going to get to that on today's show. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, because like, when I shot, I expected to make it, so like, I don't shoot kind of this. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the first time of the Hail Mary 3 by OP. Get that garbage out of here. Welcome to episode number 1260 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, October the 14th. I am your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors for going on nine seasons for a whole bunch of different platforms. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Woodley Sean. You can find the show at Locked On Raptors. And you can follow, subscribe to, rate and review the show for free on all your favorite podcast apps. We are also on YouTube. Just go over there, hit the big red subscribe button. You can't miss it. It's just staring you in the face. Hit it, and you have supported the show. And I love you forever. And thank you in advance for doing that. Thanks to those who have already done done so all right on today's show we're in the season of doing fun little stupid games to get us ready for the nba season the preseason's winding down i'm personally very sick of watching fake basketball and so i'm ready to turn my attention to what's actually going to happen once the regular season games start and today we are going to fantasy draft the 15 teams in the eastern conference with tony east of locked on pacers and pat the designer of locked on bulls who are here you see them on the screen they have been on the show before we love them very much Tony, I figured this was like a fun way to, you know, think about teams that will actually win basketball games, of course, as the Pacers host. Uh, Pat, eh, dicey for you, too. So maybe this will be the the, the high, the peak of your enjoyment of the season so far this year. Who's to say? But, guys, are you ready to fantasy draft the Eastern Conference? Sure, let's do it. I I am. I I did too much prep work, so I am ready to talk about winning basketball teams. Oh, baby, I have myself a spreadsheet where I have concocted 1,230 wins and spread them across the 30 teams in the NBA. So I guess I've done some prep, but I'm sure to get knocked off the course for bitterness or to try to screw with you guys. Who's to say? But uh, in order to determine the order of this here draft, we are going to do a little bit of trivia. And uh, whoever wins the trivia is going to get... (laughs) Uh, the, 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 the right to choose the full draft order. We're going to do a snake draft, by the way. Uh, and so there's, uh, you know, the opportunity to grab two picks in a row if you're the first or third picks whenever you come back to your side. But guys, are you ready to do the trivia to set up the, 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 the draft order? Let's do it. All right, cool. There are 12 players listed at the top of the Toronto Raptors basketball reference, uh, for the all-time win shares. 
Uh, Kyle Lowry is number one. Chris Bosh is number two. DeMar DeRozan's number three. Vince Carter's number four. I want you to tell me, who is fifth all-time in win shares for the Toronto Raptors per basketball reference? First person to blurt out the answer will get to choose the draft order. This is it Pascal? Me. It's not Pascal. Pascal is seventh. That's a good oh, guess, Tony. Dang it. I got to wait. Suck, I got to let you guess now, right? Yeah, you <laughs> suck because you took my guess. Uh... <laughs> I'll say this. Tracy McGrady. Playing... <laughs> no, not Tracy McGrady. Currently playing in the NBA for a Western Conference team. Oh, wow. Valanchunas? You're right, Pat. Oh, that's You've gotten it correct. Jonas nice. Valanchunas. Shout Fifth out to Jonas. I love me some Valanchunas. He's great. We love Jonas in these parts. Fun guy. Uh, good times all around. All right, Pat. So you get to determine the order. One, two, three. Uh, your fate is in our hands. And remember, it's a snake draft. So if you pick third, you'll get back-to-back -back picks. And just a reminder on the rules and how this is going to work. The playoffs don't matter. Who cares about what happens in the postseason? This is all but the regular <laughs> season, baby. We are combining together wins accrued by the five teams we have selected here. So be sure to choose wisely. Choose teams that are going to pick a lot of regular season wins. And I guess the order in which you pick is probably going to be important too so pat who's picking first who's picking second who's picking third i will let tony go first because i know he's done the least amount of prep work uh, <laughs> i will personally go second and i will allow you to go third i like being in the middle of the draft it gives me some consistency outstanding so without further ado Tony East, you have the first overall pick in the Locked On Raptors Eastern Conference Fantasy Draft, the most important competition ever contested, frankly, ever. Tony, who you got? I was hoping to go third because of the way that I have the numbers of wins for the top teams in the East because I don't have a lot of separation between one and two. So one is not the most valuable pick to me in this circumstance, mm -hmm. but I have to go with the team that I put at the top of the East doing this exercise, the Milwaukee Bucks. Hey! Through these squads at the top is tricky. I'm sure I, I don't want to spoil who everyone else is going to pick, although it's not like a trade secret or anything. But, you know, between yeah, Giannis, who could win MVP. Like <laughs> yeah, it, it, I don't think it's a secret why I'm picking the Bucks. They have Giannis. They have a lot of depth. They've proven they can be good in many regular seasons, whereas a lot of the other top East teams, while they were good last year, have less or excuse me more question marks in the bucks so we'll go to the bucks 56 is my predicted number for them oh i like it you don't get bonus points for saying the number but say the number if you want <laughs> anyway that's cool uh so we got the milwaukee bucks first pick off the board pat you are up second pick who you got uh i'm going to go with the philadelphia 76ers because damn it, damn it even damn it. if james <laughs> harden comes back a hundred pounds lighter and sucks Joel Embiid is probably the second best player in the Eastern Conference. Mm -hmm. So I'm going yeah. to go with the Milwaukee Bucks, or I'm sorry, with the Philadelphia 76ers. I wish I could have gotten the Bucks, but I knew they'd be good. I, I was going to take the Sixers. Had I gotten the first overall pick, I was going to take wow. the Sixers. I have the Sixers down for an East leading 58 wins this year. I also have them down to lose hilariously at some point in the playoffs, whether the second or third round. Yeah, for sure. Uh, because, you know, Tyrese Maxey, when has a guard who can't defend ever been a problem in the postseason? I, who's to say? I don't know. Um, also, you know. In pardon. some 3-1 fashion, of course, right? <laughs> in some, like, up 3-1, yeah. lose it at the end fashion, Harden. Yeah, or Rivers, like okay. James Harden forgets how to do a floater or something yeah, like that. Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be dire, however it goes down. But I, I think 
think they're going to be really good in the regular season. And I think uh, they would have been my pick number one. I think you've gotten a steal of a pick. And you've left me in a very difficult spot with the third pick. Because I do not trust the chalk team to take here. I also hate the chalk team to take here. So it's going to boil my blood to select the Boston Celtics, I guess, uh, as my first pick. I... Look, I think they're still very good. I think they're yeah. going to win a lot of games. I don't think they're going to win the East or anything like that. I think Ibe Udoka is a very good coach. Not having your coach seems like it should matter. And, you know, they got the injury stuff. It seems like Grant Williams is going to go play like Jordan Clarkson for the whole season. So there's that, too. Um, I, I, I just... I think you have to take him because that is just the top three. I don't feel awesome about it. Yeah. Where are you guys at with the Celtics? Like, Tony, are you pro, anti, like, the, the Celtics kind of falling back here? Or was what they did to close last year so ridiculously dominant that it's hard to envision them not being, like, amazing again? Yeah, they'll be an interesting test case on the importance of coaching, right? Because they obviously made the finals last year. They have a top 10 player. They have two all-stars. They have the defensive player of the year. And they added Malcolm Brogdon, right? Like, in theory, mm -hmm. their roster is actually better than the team they fielded last year. But they uh, they obviously have a huge, massive, massive off-court question mark. And they have a new coach, which is very rare for a team that made the finals last year. And and I hate this word, but it's been used a lot in the offseason, so I'll use it. You know, they're a fun test of vibes, right? Can off-vibes. <laughs> really matter this much for a team that made the finals last year. I still think they'll be really good. I too would have picked them third, but it's weird because in my head, I feel like they will take a small step back because of the off vibes and the coaching yeah, no. change, but they got more talented. So it's tough. Pat, yeah, what about you? Um, I, I think, I think the Celtics are going to take a little bit more of a hit probably than most. I don't think they fall out of the playoffs by any means, but I think that having your entire culture change, like that's essentially what changing <laughs> a coach is, right? And it would have been different if at some point you feel like Aime Odoka is coming back, but as we've gotten a little bit more details on Aime, uh, we don't think that he's going to be back with the Boston Celtics. So now you have an entirely new guy saying, oh, I'm going to be the head coach the entire season. I'm going to put my philosophy in place. I'm going to put mm -hmm. my mindset on this team. And that's usually not the same mindset as the head coach before, right? Because you get to sit in the back and nitpick all the things that he does wrong <laughs> in the NBA Finals. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that it's going – I think the Celtics are going to take a little bit more of a step back. I think they'll end up being about three or four in the Eastern Conference just because I think it's going to take a minute kind of to get used to the new system um or or the new coach that's in there and mm -hmm. then probably see the i mean talent trumps all in the nba right like that's yeah. what it comes down to at the end of the day if you've got talent you win if you don't have talent you lose bottom line is celtics have talent they're still going to be a top team in the eastern conference yeah i've got them down as like a very squeamish 53 win team uh you know could Ooh. go either way a couple wins, a wins here or there <laughs> look this, this is a recurring theme. The top nine teams in the East have a lot yeah. of wins because I think the bottom six are going to suck. And yeah, John, like, I have the Celtics at 52, so I have to call you really you dumb for putting them at 53. What a Total ridiculous. Moron. Total <laughs> moron. Why do they even pay me to do this? Uh, we're going to continue on here. They pay you? We're going to get to the... <laughs> Wait a minute. We're going to continue on, get to the second round of this here draft. We'll do that in just one sec. But first, got to tell you about our dear pals over at betonline.com. 
net who are the place to go they are the who are the place to go it is the place to go for all of your football betting needs this season you can find all the latest player developments team matchup news podcasts in-depth articles analysis and every game you can find or you can just bet against the chicago bears shout out to pat and you're probably going to win some money without having to go to bet online but you should go to bet online anyway because they are going to make you the informed wager so you know exactly who to be throwing your money down on that's you're not just throwing it indiscriminately at teams and players who are not going to get it done for you it's the fastest and easiest way to check out on all your favorite games and events. you got the MLB playoffs going on. You can throw some scratch down on that right now. The NHL season's just started. NBA, obviously, next week. you got MMA, boxing, golf, and more. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we continue on here. Uh, note that I put Pat off the broadcast while I made fun of his beloved Chicago Bears. Uh, but boy, they stink, huh? That, all the football teams that play on Thursday seem to Thursday seem, night seem to stink. Yeah. Well, why do we do it? Who's to say? I don't know. Let's go to the second round of the Eastern Conference draft. And guys, it's the snake draft, so I get my second pick in a row here. And call me Marge's husband, because I'm a huge homer. We're going with the Toronto Raptors, baby. Uh, I have the Raptors in for 51 wins, fourth in the Eastern Conference. You can call me a huge homer if you want, but I, I they were a 48-win team last season. They played 21 games combined with their five best players all together. Uh, they had injuries throughout the year. Fred Van Vliet was broken after the All-Star break and barely played. And when he did, he was putting up bricks. He's looking healthy and not like a piece of rubble from a, you know, you know a destructed building or whatever. Like, they just look like they're going to be the team that we know the Raptors to be, which is they hit the over. They always win a lot of games. Nick Nurse gets the most out of his teams. And I think 51 wins is kind of the sweet spot here. Scotty Barnes probably going to take a jump. Precious Achu is probably going to take a jump. I think OG Ananobi is going to have himself a really good season. Uh, I'm just going off on all of my homer points. Pat, am I crazy for saying the Raptors are going to be the fourth best team in the Eastern Conference and making them a second round pick in this year exercise? I think it all depends on Scotty Barnes, right? He's got a heck of a mm. supporting cast around him, but it really depends on the jump that he's going to take. Um, mm. I can't say you're crazy for it, right? Because Scotty Barnes looks like a really freaking good player um, to the point where they didn't want to include him for Kevin Durant, mm -hmm. which is interesting in the trade market. But, uh, you know, like... <laughs> I, I I am excited about what Toronto can be. And Toronto's that team to like, you know, I, Vince Carter's my favorite player. So, like, I've Hell always yeah. got a little bit of love for Toronto. But Number four in win shares in Raptors history. We love it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, and I got DeMar DeRozan. So, you know, it, it works out. Mm -hmm. Tony, I, I wouldn't say you're crazy. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I would say maybe a little high. Maybe a little All high. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Again, 48 wins last year when they were like busted for the first half of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony, where are you at with the Raptors? I have them tied for fourth in my list. So look at us. I cannot call you crazy. And you didn't Paul even mention it up. You didn't even mention the player 
that I thought would be the reason I think the Raptors are getting under-discussed this summer. Pascal Siakam was second team All-NBA two years ago. He's, he's really, really good. Effing he's really good. good. Yeah, he's, he's really, really good. good. And and I a lot of the Raptors talk is like they're this young developing team that plays this cool style that's going to develop this year. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's all true. But they also have an All NBA player who's really mm-hmm. good. Like that's really important to being a good team. And so yeah, all that stuff's true. Scotty will be better. All their young guys like Precious, like you said, will get better too. But also they have Pascal and Fred, and that means your floor is already really high. And they should be better than 48 last year. Yeah, that's a very justified fourth pick. We love it. We're very, very happy to hear that I'm a genius and that everyone agrees. It's uh, it's nice. Sometimes on the solo show, it's hard to get that reassurance. Um, <laughs> yeah, just like last point, we don't need to linger on the Raptors too long here because, again, I don't want to be too much of a homer here. But uh, they... Like they're annoying to play against too, right? And there's like the human nature of like, oh my God, it's Wednesday, it's February, we're playing, like we're the Charlotte Hornets and we suck and we're a nightmare. Uh, Previewing a future team I'm not going to pick in this exercise, to be sure. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, just they're they're exhausting to play against. They're tough to scheme for in a random regular season night. Playoffs, another story, but again, we don't care about the playoffs here. So Raptors, fourth pick. We are on to Tony, sorry, with Pat. For your second pick. I guess now's the time we get all the homer picks out of the way. I'm going to pick the team that uh, beat the Toronto Raptors in uh, a lot of games last year and preseason. Um, the Chicago Bulls. This is crazy. This is crazy. Give me my hometown Bulls, Insane. baby. Insane. How? How could we ever? Do you right? have intel on Lonzo Ball's knee that we all do not? No, but what I do have intel on is Lonzo Ball's replacement. I think that that's a lot of things that most people in the national media have overlooked and most people just kind of outside have overlooked. Ayo DeSumo taking a step this season, which looks like he's very poised to do, who was also one of the best defenders, not among rookies last year, in the NBA last season. Uh, Before he hit that rookie wall, did, did go through the rookie wall and start getting dropped off a little bit more, but like a really good defender, really good facilitator, And he looks so much more confident. Looks like he has an ability to attack the rim. But not only that, right, just the fact that he's willing to take shots and he's been knocking them down in preseason. Oh, by the way, he's kicking it down to a guy in Nikola Vucevic who's finally figured out, I'm not a three-point shooter. And I think Billy Donovan also figured that out. So now you've got an understanding of, hey, I'm the third piece on this team. I can still give us 17 and 11 every night. We've got two all-NBA players standing back here, and we've got a young point guard that's coming up. And Lonzo Ball, hopefully, 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 fingers crossed, (laughs) should be back in January, right? So that'll add a boost to your team one way or the other. Um, It's going to either – either he's going to be back and Ayodosuma goes to the bench and your bench gets bolstered, or he stays in the – he comes back and he's on the bench and your bench gets bolstered. So – Either way, uh, I feel good about my Bulls team coming into this year. I've got the Bulls about around the same wins as last year. I think we had 46, I'll say 46, 47 wins for the Chicago Bulls this year. But I I feel good about this team heading into another year with continuity with all the pieces we have on this team. Oh, by the way, just just Andre Drummond's just like, have y'all watched Andre Drummond rebound? Yeah. Like actually sure. just paid uh-huh. attention. Like it's really <laughs> impressive. It's yeah. really impressive. Like it's, it's like he shouldn't get that. He got it. <laughs> Yeah, the rebounding has done Andre Drummond so much good over the course of his long and illustrious career of success in the NBA. Uh, of all time, according to him. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of like drafting Kyrie Irving first overall with your Sixers pick and then taking Tristan Thompson fourth. Uh, 
Look, I know you don't need to. Maybe the argument for the Bulls is that Tristan Thompson is gone, and maybe his vibes were uh, the no, biggest 100%. reason why this season <laughs> fell off the rails. So, hey, maybe I've just talked myself into this being an all right pick. Tony, let's go to you. You're up with uh, your second pick. You got back to back picks here. So, go ahead with the fifth and sixth overall picks here. Can I can I do like 30 seconds on the Bulls? Yeah, please. So I I have no clue what to make of the Bulls, Pat, because when they were healthy to start last year, which Lonzo is a big part of that, and he'll miss time, right? They were like top two in the East for 50 games or something, right? They like were, They were the best team in the East. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> in the regular season, I could still see them being pretty good. Yeah. That said, a lot of those injuries are still kind of lingering going into this year. So I don't, I just don't know what to make of them, but I feel like Iowa will be better in a way that I'm still confident they'll be good. I just don't know how high to have them because people forget, like, 50 games into the season, the Celtics were, like, barely over 500 and the Bulls were first in the East. Like, it's really hard to kind of remember that given how the playoffs went and the seasons developed for those teams. So I'll give him a little more credit than you will, Sean, for this pick. With That's the Bulls fair. Game. Maybe I wouldn't have really happy. Sean, Sean's just salty because we keep beating the Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> we wow. pretty consistently beat the Raptors. <laughs> there was that stretch there of like 12 straight games. Yeah, yeah. We pretty consistently beat Tony the Raptors. Tony Snell and, uh, yeah, broken Luol Deng. Yeah, no. Some pretty tough times. I'm just happy, I think, because I was certain I was getting stuck with the Bulls with the ninth pick. But now there are four teams that I could land with here, and I'm doing all right. I think I'm fine. Tony, your second pick and your third, if you want. It's been two straight homer picks. Uh, I am not picking the Pacers. I have to to relocate, so I will pull a page out of the LeBron James on TV playbook and say, I'm taking my talents to South Beach with the sixth pick here. Miami is coming off the board. I understand why they haven't been picked yet. Uh, last time I checked, they still employ Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, and Kyle Lowry. So I feel You're like damn right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. And, and I, I think Jimmy and Kyle, you know, you just very were happy about Lowry, but they're older, right? They should be taking small steps back at some point, but Bam will get better. Hero will get better. They, ha- they drafted Jovic, so they have like a rookie infusion. And Eric Spolstra is maybe the best coach in the NBA. I'm on a Raptors show, so I'm going to get laughed out of the room for that one. Nick Nurse is it's also fine. very good I coach. think there's a there's but, a healthy respect for Spo here in sure. Toronto. It's, uh, it's yeah. understood. Spo could turn us three into like a credible NBA lineup, so... Um, I, you I haven't still seen my jumper. Uh, that's a bold <laughs> claim. <laughs> well, I, I, I just Miami's going to have such a high floor to me because of Spo, and they still have good stars. So, yeah, I, I totally understand why they haven't been picked yet and why they're a, a pick to fall back, given that they're older and have not a lot of flexibility to improve. But I still think they're going to be really good this year. So I'm happy to have my fourth-ranked team with the sixth pick. There you go. There you go. Uh, you must be a big, big yurt guy. Uh, Haywood Highsmith. We got to stop trying to make <laughs> Haywood Highsmith a thing. I've heard that guy's name more in the last two weeks than I have in his nine years. It seems like he's been in the NBA periphery. So uh, I'm sure he'll destroy everybody this year at some point. Uh, good pick, Tony. Who you got for your uh, third pick? Yeah, this is where the East this is where gets. It gets ugly. We've this picked all the good teams. <laughs> this is where I am shrugging because what I just talked about with the Heat is they they have a pretty good floor to me, mm-hmm. and the teams that have all all the teams we've picked, I feel like I have a pretty good idea of where their floor is. the The remaining teams, I'm kind of like, <laughs> a lot could happen to influence this season. Do you go with Brooklyn, who has the biggest implosion potential maybe in NBA history? Do you go with the Cavs team that? Uh, has, is trying a fun experiment of how good can you be with no wings at all on your roster, or do you go with the <laughs> Hawks, 
who have Trey Young, who's amazing, and also have no – well, they have better wings on their team. And added DeJounte Murray. Uh, I am going to pick the Cavs. I'm going All to right. pick the Cavs with the seventh pick because – Reminder, similar argument to the Bulls earlier from me, not from Pat. But, you know, the Bulls were top of the East until injuries hit them. The Cavs were also firmly in like that four, five, six range until Mobley and Allen got hurt in February. So they obviously are a young team that will get better. And, of course, they added an all-NBA talent in Donovan Mitchell. Yes, I think there will be some hurdles, some chemistry hurdles for that team. And, again, they have no wings. So there is definitely a ceiling on how good they can be. But I feel like... The what, 45 was last year, 44. You know, it's pretty easy to imagine them winning three or four more at least, given that they added Donovan Mitchell alone, even with no internal growth. So uh, easy pick here at seven for me, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't hate it. Uh, the Cavs are going to be probably pretty good. They, they, you know, I'm worried about their depth. I think like they take sure. one injury and that could kind of derail things, especially if it's one of the bigs. But uh, it, like, because the defense will just be oh so 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 bad. I think if uh, <laughs> if one of those guys is gone, um, but yeah, can't argue with the Cavs. They're really really good. Pat, any thoughts on the Cavs before you move into your next pick? Here's here's what I'll say about the Cavs. Right, show me before I buy in because <laughs> Donovan Mitchell shall continue to be Donovan Mitchell, whether people like it or not. And I know there's this thought process that he's going to change the player that he is and he's going to come in and be this team facilitating, moving off ball so well. Love to see it, right? And in his first preseason game where he actually got some run against guards, at a minimum his size, right, put up 24, 7, and five, I think, something like that. That 24 was on 8 of 26 shooting. He's mm-hmm. not efficient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that we love Donovan Mitchell, but he's not an efficient <laughs> player. <laughs> and he's probably never going to be, and that's okay. Um, as I, so the Cavs, the Cavs to me, I, I, I look at them as a, a team that, like, you traded Colin Sexton for a couple years older Colin Sexton. So I already had the Cavs in a good position. I kind of thought if they just waited for Sexton to come back, they'd move up a little bit more. Again, depth on the big man position is is a little bit concerning, but um, I think they'll still be. I think they'll be a. I think they'll be a top five team. Um, All in right, the, in, in the uh, Eastern Conference this year. So that's a good pick for you, Tony. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing: we live in a star-driven league, right, boys? So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with stars. I'm going to go star-studded. I'm going to go with the team that absolutely is probably going to have the worst defense um, <laughs> outside of Claxton and Ben Simmons. Give me the boss or the uh, the Brooklyn Nets uh, with Woo. my next pick. Because Thank you Kevin for Durant. making it so I did not have to take them. My God, because thank Kevin you so Durant. much. <laughs> Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's yeah. really just what it comes down to me, right? Like, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you've got a lot of really good players on there. You have to figure out how that team's going to work together. Uh, I, I, I will say this offensively, that team looks like it may be a juggernaut in the Eastern Conference because when you see uh, Ben Simmons basically have to take five shots in a game and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant just score so effortlessly – um, you love to see that. And Kevin Durant still being a really good passer for this Brooklyn team. He got eight assists in their last game in the first game, working really with Ben Simmons in that length of role, right? Like, so they give me excitement on the offensive end. On the defensive end, it's going to be Ben Simmons in them. You know, like, it's just yeah. like yeah. Ben and the rest <laughs> of the nobodies. So that's going to be a problem. Yeah. I mean, 
I think this is a smart pick for you, Pat, because you went with the Bulls second, and you need to shoot for the moon with your third pick here to overcompensate (laughs) for your Bulls pick second. Uh, And so, like, there's a world in which the Nets are, like, the third seed, I think, if everything goes right. Uh, Will all that go right? Who's to say? Um, But, like, it's, like, you look at the pieces they have. Obviously, if they can get it together, and maybe you get, like, Kyrie Irving contract year motivation and maybe you get Ben Simmons uh god I don't even what is Ben Simmons anymore who's to say I don't (laughs) know facilitating Um, defender yeah I I think it's a decent pick for sure uh like to get them eighth I think it was pretty good value so uh hard to argue with it there we're going to uh well, there's also a chance that in January, Cam Johnson is their up. best yeah, player. <laughs> this is true. There's a major this chance it blows true. up in my face. OG Ananobi and Gary Trent Jr. Yeah, running yeah. the show for the Nets. Uh, <laughs> right, right. That's why I didn't. Yeah. I, I, I think they're awesome, but that's why I couldn't pick them. Yeah. Um, so we got uh, two rounds and one pick left. I'll make my third pick now, then we'll go into the final two rounds. We'll probably go a little rapid fire because all those teams are butt. But. My number, my third pick, the ninth overall pick, I think I have to go with the Atlanta Hawks. And I think I'm getting a steal here because the Hawks, as much as they're weird and the fit might be a little bit wonky and is John Collins still on the team or what's the deal there, I think they're going to have a really good offense. That's just how Trey Young teams operate. Even when DeJounte Murray has the ball in his hands, a lot of that's going to be when Trey Young is resting and they're going to be able to survive the minutes without Trey Young. I also, on my little document here, where I have all of the things picked out for the like the, the standings, I have my playoff bracket, I also have my major awards picks on my little prediction document because I'm a big dumb dork. I have my most improved player as Onyeka Okongwu. I think he's going to be awesome this year. His defense is uh, ridiculous, and I, I think as like a pick-and-roll partner for Trey Young, there's going to be some magic there. You throw in maybe a healthy DeAndre Hunter, which I guess we never have really seen, so maybe that's a huge maybe. Um, but I just think the Hawks are going to win a lot of games, and I, I have them currently as my number mm, seven team in the East at 48 wins. So to get them at number nine, I think I'm... Uh, Pretty happy about that. We're going to come back. We're going to finish up and go through the final two rounds as we try to figure out which of these horrible teams will help us win this contest <laughs> by the end of the year. Uh, but first, a reminder, Locked at NBA is available for free on all your favorite podcast apps. And Tony and Pat, you can check them out on that show. They each have a day that they co-host with. So go and be sure to check out Locked at NBA. We love Tony and Pat. They're the very, very best. And uh, it's a free show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's round this out, guys, and uh, go into the final two rounds. I got the 10th overall pick. I guess I'll take the Knicks. Um, Like, they feel like they're just the default 10 team to me. I had them at 37 wins. Um, There's just like... I guess a few too many competent players for them to really, truly stink. But I also think 
37 wins is like kind of the, the peak of what this team's going to be able to do. Like, I, I don't like this team at all. I would feel much worse about taking the Knicks if I also had to settle for the Nets, but I got the Hawks. So I'm okay with the Knicks as my number four pick. Uh, any quick thoughts on them? Pat, you have the next pick. So if you want to throw out some Knicks takes before you dive into your next pick, feel free to do so. The Knicks are the Knicks and they're going to be bad. Um, <laughs> I tens high. I think you might want to put them in their defaulted, like like you said. But like, I just like who, name the other team, not to spoil your draft board or anything like that. But I don't see a team behind them that sucks less or sucks. Yeah, sucks less. They all suck more. Is the thing. I would argue that Washington, who by the way is my next pick, could be a team right. that could suck less. Um, just because. Again, talent on that team. Um, I think uh, uh, Kyle Kuzma finally figured out how to use his 6'10 body. Um, mm -hmm. I think we saw that kind of last season, figured it out against the Bulls and kind of kept that going last year. Um, figuring out his post game, adding Porzingis. Now, how healthy is Porzingis going to be? That's the major question mark with that team. But well, I think at a minimum. the question how good is Porzingis actually? Because I kind of think he's terrible. Well, I think the thing is, right, like you can negate how terrible he may be if Bradley Beal's still Bradley Beal and Kyle Kuzma takes a step. You mean so Bradley Beal, I, the guy who's known for hitting big threes to put his team down by 10 and then mean mugging and then losing by 15 oh yeah, later on for that sure. night? Yeah, okay. For sure. But, but, it's been, but it's been Bradley Beal all along. Is Tony okay? Tony, you, I think he's good? sneezing or he's just having an allergic reaction to Bradley Beal. Uh, is it Bradley Beal? Was that, I, he's allergic to Beal. to sneeze, yes. Hey, hey, hey. I grew up a Wizards fan. I'm hearing oh, a lot sorry. of – I'm hearing a lot of correct – slander here i would <laughs> not have picked <laughs> i would not have picked the wizards here myself but i get uh, can i talk well, about both of the last two picks for a couple seconds before i go yeah go nuts go crazy okay the knicks won 37 games last year Derek rose missed like half the season and now they have jalen brunson and i understand why they are not going to be that much better but mm -hmm. point guard play is super duper important and they have actual capable dudes handling the ball now i think they will be Closer to like the 43 win range, which is still 10th in my Eastern Conference. So <laughs> there's still a big gap between them and 11 for me, but I think you did well to get the Knicks there, even though I don't think they'll do well on the plan. Uh, did I, you I still just love... say that they're they're 10th in Tony's East? <laughs> oh, there you go. There we go. Yeah, I'm, I have apparently, to be on every Eastern Conference preview show. It's actually like uh, a law. Um, apparently, Tony's East is also the name of a strip club that used to be in Toronto. Uh, and I get I whenever you're on the show, people respond with Tony's East. I remember that place. Uh, it's great. <laughs> I don't know if that's something people should be rushing to admit in the comment section of a basketball podcast. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Uh, the Wizards, I still love my Wizards. Uh, they Who are they going to guard? They can't guard a potted plant right now. So mm -hmm. uh, as much as Beal and Kuzma but can be. But Monte up. Morris is a starting point guard. <laughs> God. Rui uh, Hachimura, man. Rui. Yeah, and there's still a lot of yeah. questions about Wes Unseld as a coach. Like, what what is what is the identity he's trying to build with them? Uh, I would not have picked the Wizards there as much as I would like to. Okay, I'm apparently the only person left who still has any faith in this basketball team. Uh, uh oh! Quick question for you, either of you: uh, How uh -huh. many All Stars did the Knicks have last year? Zero. Zero. Yeah. How many All Stars did the Wizards have last year? 
Big Fat Zero. Zero. How many All Stars did the Charlotte Hornets have last year? One. Don't do this, Tony. One. Don't, don't do one. this. He's to slandering yourself. my Wizards pick. Yeah, this is not the way to do that. Star <laughs> <laughs> power is important. I understand the Hornets will be probably a tiny bit worse because they lost a very, very important player for very terrible reasons. What a terrible person Miles Bridges is. But. They still have an all-star on their team. LaMelo mm-hmm. Ball's really effing good, and he'll be better than last year. Yes, they will be worse than last year. Yes, I still think they can win about the same number of games as last year with him on their team. I'm picking the Hornets here, and I have no qualms about it at all. They are already doing photoshops of Victor Wembanyama in Hornets <laughs> and it's October 14th. I've seen him it's in not a Portland going to go well, Damian Lillard's on that team. Who cares about what Vanyama photoshops? Josh Hart's getting roasted for saying we're trying to win. That that's that's not cool, man. Go, yeah, give that's me the dumb. Hornets. Like the the Blazers are obviously a better team than the Hornets. We're not drafting the Blazers here. Although, <laughs> spoiler alert to a little tiebreaker exercise I have. We might Whoa! be drafting the Blazers, but uh, boy, the Hornets. Yeah, I have. Very low hopes for them, and I think this is a crazier pick than the Wizards at the previous pick. I'm not going to lie. Tony, who you got with your next pick? Yeah, there's three teams left. They all are going to be bad, but one is going to be a little less bad, and that's the team Uh with Kate Cunningham, the Detroit Mm, Pistons. A A lot of people are like... I think Pat's one of them, like, high-ish on the Pistons this year, and totally get why. They've got really fun and exciting young dudes. They've added decent-ish vets like an Erlens Noel and Bojan Bogdanovic and Alec Burks to that team who aren't like big needle movers but are important things to have for a young growing team in a way that I think they can get close to that 30 win number maybe a little bit above that so Hmm. they're just a little better than the Pacers in Magic and so yeah they're all gonna suck but the Pistons will suck a little less so I take Detroit here. I like the Pistons. I'm a little worried about them having five good players, and then after that, it kind of goes off the rails. And yeah, like, it, it's like the five good players are super fun. And I think yeah. like a uh, Cunningham, Ivy, Bojan, Sadiq, and Isaiah Stewart lineup is cool and fun. But after that, I think it's going to be pretty grim. And they also feel like a team that at some point they're just going to be like, yeah, maybe we shut this down and try to go after old Wemby. I do have them 12th in the East, so I think it's a good pick. But, Ooh, uh, yeah, wow, you hate the Hornets. Hornets. Everybody hates the Hornets, man. I have the Hornets as 14th. They're going to win 24 games. I think yeah. they're going to be uh, truly awful. Yeah. So bad. Wow. I think, they're going to shut think down LaMelo. Balls, they're going to SGA LaMelo's ass. Gonna come back and they're going to say, hey, LaMelo, um, doesn't your back hurt? <laughs> <laughs> then you're going to see Jordan with a pipe. You think a team oh, yeah. with a new coach who's lost in the play in two years in a row and just fired their coach because of the plan is going to do that? Hey, new hey, coach? Steve, Steve Clifford's new not coach. a new coach. <laughs> Jay, no one can, if you're not on YouTube, Sean just did air quotes around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Steve that Clifford's is, that is not true. a new coach for the Hornets. That is true. You got me there. Uh, all right. There's two picks left on the board. The Magic and the Pacers. Uh, Pat, who are you taking with your <laughs> Pick the second to last pick here. Just in the flip draft. a coin. Just flip a coin. <laughs> oh God. Um. I guess give me Orlando, right? Uh, Mo Bamba takes a step. Boom. There we go. We're moving in the right direction. Wendell mm-hmm. Carter, the wrong Carter Jr. that was selected in Chicago Bulls history. Um. Should have had Porter Jr. Um. <laughs> yeah. That that's a uh, that's a that's a bad basketball team. They have like seventy five guards on that team. Um. None of them really stand out at all. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to go Orlando Magic with my last pick because at a minimum, right, they're 3-1 and one in the preseason. Show yeah. promise. There we go. 
I actually have just the standings pulled up, and I was like, where the heck are the Magic? And I was like, oh, they're in, like, fourth place. <laughs> that won't be a thing this year. So I've got the Orlando Magic with my last pick. I do have the Orlando Magic finishing 11th in the Eastern Conference with a whopping 28 what? wins. But I have them 11th. Yeah, I got Magic 11th, Pistons 12th, Wizards 13th, Hornets 14th, Pacers 15th. So um, I, I feel like all these teams are going to just give up. And I feel like at least with the Magic and the Pistons, like the young players are interesting and will try more than like the husk of the Wizards and the Hornets in the back part of the season. It doesn't feel good either way. I honestly, I kind of want to pick the Hornets to finish dead last in the East. I think they're going to be freaking terrible. Um, PJ Washington, what are we talking about? He's fine. What, is he? Is he bad? I I don't know. Um, he's not bad. He's just also not good. He just he exists. Yeah. In this <laughs> he's form just of a guy, that and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, so you got the Magic with the 14th pick. So that leaves me with Tony's Indiana Pacers with the final pick. He did and that hey, <laughs> if they don't trade. Miles Turner and Buddy Heald at some point here. Maybe just maybe they're all right. Like, Tony, give me the case for why the Pacers will not be the dead last team in the Eastern Conference. I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the, okay, the, ca- the case is that Halliburton's really good. Um, yeah. Can I give you a list of every player in NBA history who's averaged 15 and 8 and shot over 40% from three in one of their first two seasons? Oh, I Please can. do. Okay, the, here's the whole list. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Uh-huh. That's it. That's the list. There we go. Oh, hell yeah. That Beautiful. That's fun. So, re- like, 15 and 8's not, like, crazy numbers. But the combo of passing, scoring, shooting, really rare. So, him taking a step forward. They still have Miles, like you said. Buddy's on the team. They'll, that they'll is probably... very similar to the uh, no player outside of LeBron, Kareem, and Thad Young is average 14, 8. <laughs> it's and always the Pacers. It's always yeah. the Pacers. <laughs> so the, the argument for them being not buns is that they'll have like 10, 15 games where they make a bajillion threes, right? Yeah. Because they're just going to run like hell on offense. But yeah, they, I mean, they, they are going to be a bottom five defensive team. It's really hard to argue they won't be. But Miles Turner is an amazing defender. Is what I keep hearing. He is. He also will only play like a little over half of every game because if he gets hurt, they are in a lot of trouble. (laughs) That 110 defensive rating shakes me in my boots. What are the odds that they extend Miles Turner? And like he just never gets traded ever? Well, it makes sense for them to want it, but why would Miles? Why on earth would Miles take an extension? Stockholm syndrome? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The only way Miles takes an extension is if they get 20 games in and they're like, 13 and seven or something. He's like, Oh, okay. You know, this right. isn't so bad, but that, that won't happen. So, <laughs> the so we've come four miles. <laughs> we've completed the uh, drafting of the Eastern conference teams. Just to recap, Tony's got Milwaukee, Miami, Cleveland, Charlotte, Detroit, Pat's got Philly, Chicago, Brooklyn, Washington, Orlando. I have the best team, Boston, Toronto, Atlanta, New York, and the Indiana Pacers. But it's yes, it's a foregone conclusion that I'm going to win, but things can happen, and we could end up with a tie at some point at the end of the season. And I've gotten burned by the lack of tiebreaker contingencies on dumb games I've played on this podcast before. Not this year. So to determine a bit of a tiebreaker here, we are going to select one Western Conference team each to be our tiebreaker, and whoever finishes higher in the standings gets the tiebreaker advantage. Uh, In order to choose the order of the tiebreaker draft, we're going to go back to the old basketball reference page for the Toronto Raptors for a little trivia. You guys are going to guess 
if you can't get super close to uh, like if neither of you are within let's say five uh, one way or another of the correct answer i will get to determine the order of the tiebreaker round uh just to give myself a punching chance here so here's the question how many games did the toronto raptors win in the 2001 2002 nba regular season just throw out your number you can guess and if you're within whoever's closest to the pin within five will get the first pick if not i get the i get to determine who goes in order here i'm just trying to figure out who was on that team <laughs> some context i'll read the roster then how about that no 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 no, no 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 okay just, just do it just do it let's do it uh right. i'm gonna say that that was a raptors team that was rebuilding and trying to get good um <laughs> let's go 49 wins 49 wins tony what do I'll you got throw it out there. <laughs> And don't I'm just do the typical with, uh, prices right then, because again, you got to be within five if you want to win. Thirty-seven so is my mind. number pick here. Tony, you have won. You are within five. The Raptors won forty-two games this season. Yeah. This was a year oh, wait, where that Vince actually Carter. Wasn't that bad a pick then. All right. No, it's not bad. This was a year where Vince Carter got hurt uh, in the back part of the season. This was the year after they went to the second round and lost to the Sixers in seven. And to close this season. The Raptors to make the playoffs after at one point losing 18 of 19 games in the regular season, they won 12 of their last 13 to scrape into the playoffs and then almost beat the Pistons in the first round. Uh, but they did not, and then everything went really badly after that for about 12 years. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the first year of of that. Basically, that's why I went with my that's, lower. That's, yeah, that yeah. Was, that it was, was the beginning concern. of the black for sure. Yeah, I was like, I felt like Vince was still there. I couldn't I remember like, when they went been from losing. T Mac Vince to black. Yeah, this so is I, where everyone started to hate Vince, and Vince started to hate everyone. It was yeah. uh, it was not great. <laughs> anyway, Tony, you have now the right to determine the order of the tiebreaker round of the draft as we pick one Western Conference team each. So, who's going first, second, and third? Let's just go in. I'll go last. I don't care. Let's go in oh, order of the actual draft. I'm beautiful. Being nice. I'm wow. being nice today, and I'm a little different. So on the Sean gets Golden people, State. So. No, <laughs> oh, see, yeah, I would have picked Golden State. Not so taking Golden State. It. No, my pick for the tiebreaker is the Denver Nuggets, who are going to win 57 oh, games. I regret and my decision. The Western Conference. <laughs> <laughs> I regret my decision. They won almost 50 games with Nikola Jokic carrying a bunch of humps last season. They have a better team around him now. They're going to win a bazillion games this year. Nuggets for me is my tiebreaker. Pat, who you got? Um. Give me the Golden State Warriors, then. There you go. Uh, I will as take long the as they Golden don't punch State each Warriors. other anymore, this could be a good pick. I mean, listen, sometimes <laughs> punching leads to a championship. So uh, we've seen that we've seen that multiple times in the NBA. So yeah, give me the Golden State Warriors. I just Denver scares the heck out of me because like the players that you're relying on are held mm. together by duct tape and bubble gum sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. So here's I, my yeah. take. I think I have the Nuggets going to the finals. I have them losing to the Bucks in the finals right now. I think the Nuggets can make the finals or even win the title, even if Michael Porter Jr. gets hurt and doesn't play. Like, I think that they're that good around him. And actually, it might help if he's not there, actually. Um, but that's just my hot preseason take that I'm sure no one will ever come back at me for at the end of the season when it's wrong. Tony, who's your Western Conference tiebreak team? 
I was confident going third because I was going to pick Denver, and I did not think somebody else. <laughs> have you ever talked to me, man? I'm a Nuggets head, baby. I love them. Uh, they're, they're so, the best. <laughs> I would not. I, you know, these are the top three to me. Uh, I'll take the Clippers. Okay. Uh, under, so confident in that. <laughs> understood skepticism on the Clippers. That's why I said it like a five-year-old asking a question. I'll take the Clippers. Um, they have a very good best player and a very good second best player and mm -hmm. the reason i'm picking them as a regular season winner is their depth is crazy crazy yeah. somebody pretty good is not going to be in their rotation and they can withstand injuries pretty well and ty lose a pretty dang good and creative coach so do i have questions about them in the postseason yeah heck yeah i mean you need a good point guard in the postseason and john wall and reggie jackson are good but not great but in the regular season yeah i'm in on the clippers so i'll take la here I like it. And that brings us to the end of the Eastern Conference Fantasy Draft. Tony, Pat, thank you guys so much for hanging out. This was a ton of fun. Tony, anything you want to promote for the good people out there? Uh, listen to Locked on Pacers if you're interested in hearing about a team that none of us have any faith in winning any games this year. <laughs> Hey, they're gonna the the they've Canadians. They got O'Shea Brissett. They have the They're most Canadians, around. I believe. There you no. go. For, yeah, Chris Duarte, Canadian. Uh, Andrew Nembhard, Benedict Matherin. They are. Oh, they need to play O Canada before games at this point, Sean. There, there's one thousand percent going to be a Raptors Pacers preseason game in Winnipeg next year, and <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, Pat, anything you would like to promote? Uh, yeah, same thing. Follow us over on Lockdown Bulls, where uh, we'll continue to beat the Raptors and talk about that. <laughs> and, um, you know, make sure to check me out on Twitter, all that, at Pat the Designer. So I'll be ranting about uh, and shooting down Bears fans on uh, who the real reason was why we <laughs> lost that game last night. So that'll be fun. Sounds miserable, but I, I'm happy for you either way. Uh, <laughs> Tony, Pat, you guys are the best. Thanks for uh, coming by. I'm sure we'll check in throughout the season. Thank you, the, the good listeners out there, for tuning in. That's going to do it for this week of shows. On Monday and Tuesday next week, it is, of course, the annual Rite of Passage. It is the Locked On Raptors over-unders and props spectacular with Vivek Jacob and Sahal Abdi. That's going to go down Monday, Tuesday, as uh, for the sixth time we dial up some preseason over-unders, hoping to keep Vivek from winning his fifth title in six years. It's exhausting. I hate it. We need some parody in this damn thing. Uh, but that'll be on Monday and Tuesday, so I look forward to that. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you again on Monday with another episode of Locked On Raptors. Bye-bye. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.